still talking about these things. My brother Tom's here. My dad, Tom, is also here. I'm here. I don't know what the topic is for today, so we're just going to jump right in. Well, I've entitled the topic today, Finding the Bills. It seems my life and steps uh, have been directed towards such as these people, which I've now titled or called The Bills in capital letters. Over the decades, I have come to an understanding of why the bills are perhaps so important. And since I'm contrary, indeed cantankerous by nature, that I applaud and support those who think the best of a matter isn't yet, that better is next for its own sake, a duty once seen, and the order of things in the world. How else can the world go from two billion to seven billion with enough food, shelter, and clothing in a century, notwithstanding a century of wars? How else can this country have a growth in population of five times in a century, and the weight of what is taken, put on a scale, if that were possible, taken, processed, consumed is about the same as it was. One wonders about um, waste and uh, other environmental matters. Well, that's a different story. Therefore, finding the bills should be easy, which makes, I think, the matter personal. That said, how we approach them or how we approach planning for them was to allow, indeed encourage them to do what they see. And that was easy for us because rarely did we understand enough about their industry to tell them what they ought to do. And if so, then by that approach, make it easier and clearer for them in terms of what it is they're trying to do. That, however, is not to say that once the business is running, that things get easier for the bills. They often get more difficult. I'll pick that problem up another time. Actually, I would jump in on, on the question of the weight of the, GN, the, the GDP or GNP. Um, you would source that as being Alan Greenspan, and I haven't found the quote yet, but it's out there somewhere, yes? Yes, I got it in a book that he wrote, and um, I haven't looked up the page number. I did, and I'm probably not going to, but I have it. Uh, now, if it's if a fiction... Greenspan's fiction. I think, however, it's credible. I was thinking about what comparison of what tires on car used to last, eight to 10,000 miles. You threw the carcass away, now they run 10 times that many miles. I would also like to say that one could call the bills entrepreneurs, yet it appears they differ both in depth of experience and in motive. Their motive, so I've seen is seeing future risks that they want to avoid for the sake of their families. That is major in why they start, and in other cases, effectively restart their businesses. The planning approach is to, is to allow a natural setting for them to test, evaluate, modify, and settle on their plans. Innovation does not come from a committee of expert consensus. The approach is just the bill and us as simply note takers. This approach allows us and the owner was how we discovered what I, I've called now the bill. Because sometimes they would tell us things where they deviated from expert opinion from what is common in their industry, and they would say why. When they were alone, they were free to say and free to test. We were present at their planning, but no staff, no manager, no experts. 
In our models, we write, would write down their stuff. We did this with a large screen turned toward them, and later on with a much larger screen. It's interesting, I kind of have the feeling that the size of the screen affects how big a feel or how strong their feel could be for their material and their thinking. Well, it gives you the big picture, if you will. They could see, input, evaluate, until it's all set to their satisfaction. We provided the models, the first models we built were back in the 70s, running on the CDC mainframes, if anybody's alive and remembers there was such a thing. They provide, models provide input places, testing, and a lock when the owners are satisfied. Sometimes that satisfaction took four separate sessions. These were fairly grueling. It was a lot. They used, the, as the owners used the models to assess financial risk, variables, remedies, and so on. The public portion, uh, that which may be presented to a lender, for example, as in, as we told in, as I told in the Bill's story originally, is in conventional familiar format. A balance sheet, the P&L, changes in financial position typically spread to a 12-monthly look. Since it is an owner's plan, the numbers reflect the actions they intend to take. For that reason, their plans prove unusually reliable. By contrast, if we'd taken this or they had to do it, do it from large blocks of data statistically refined, it would have produced an impressive forecast. But that does not tie the numbers to actions, hence the forecasts are always unreliable to an important degree. Because the plan is what they prepared, they speak convincingly, incredibly, for their own case, and so gain support. It's so, kind of interesting, it's, uh, it's very cliche to say so, but it is, we've, we found it to be true that the uh, uh, whole process of planning, uh, uh, setting forecast, and then executing is, is, a, is a muscle that uh, gets stronger with exercise so that uh, and some of those clients for whom we've worked for a number of years, we find that even in really volatile, so-called unpredictable industries, their ability to set a plan that then they then execute or in fact to do by their standards better than is uncanny, almost year in, year out, regardless of, uh, of, of conditions. So there's I don't like the word, but there's something almost uh, magical, uh, the process, what it does for the intellect, what it does for focus or, or what have you, on the ability to, to set ambitious plans and uh, execute them fully. Well, Tom, I do think there's something magical about these people. I mean, so who are the bills, as I like to, as I type it out in, in uppercase letters, the bills? Predominantly, they are apprentices, or that is, they have an apprentice background. Usually, and in the Bill story, this was the case with 20 years' experience, but it's also true. You mean they didn't go to college uh, for a degree in entrepreneurship? We'll get to that. Um, there's, I'll take that there's as a conviction. That, uh, it bothers people that these the Bills usually are not college degree, um, which results, this experience results in gaining what some people have called Deep Smarts. There's an article by Leonard and Swap with uh, that title, Deep Smarts. It's worth a read. They have the ability to seize up a complex situation and come to a rapid decision. It's not raw brain power, rather the ability to see the whole picture 
and to zoom in on a specific problem. I've seen them do it. It's extraordinary and not a little irritating. Insight is based more on know-how than on facts. Clearly, that rubs some people wrong. Much of their insight is neither documented or even articulated. They simply generally lack the verbal skills to articulate, but it is demonstrated by action. It is an ability that they have to do systems thinking and to dive into the details. Experts miss it, miss it because they understand the extent to which such knowledge is a set of beliefs, uh, or they underestimate the extent to which such knowledge is a set of beliefs and assumptions. For the bills more easily understood as proof, it is proof by doing and fixing. Their knowledge is revealed in specific contexts and is tacit, that is to say, it's revealed in action. It is nuanced information transferred in learning by doing context. Here's why I think that walkabouts so often powerfully criticized about small business is in fact so powerful. It is freely criticized by the pros and business management as merely inefficient interference. Clearly they do not understand what the reach is. Apprenticeships create the ground for recreating tacit knowledge, that is to be able to pass it on to employees. How much gain or, how, or does the improvement matter? Greenspan wrote of his surprise to find that seemingly small things come to have major impact. Our experiences, we would agree. That said, none of it explains how, by what, or by whom we know anything. This matters little for the bills because under resistance and criticism, they cannot fall back on the affirmation of accepted credentials such as a college degree, a master's, or a doctorate. Even the answer that some are given as gifted doesn't say from whence comes the gift. The ancient Greeks' knowledge was a result of the fact that we had eternal souls or alternately, they were, knowledge was floating in the air and somehow it captured uncertain or landed on certain people. Today, the accepted answers is we are taught, but that is no better, for it does not answer the question from whence comes the knowledge of those who then teach. If it is all nowhere, it is indeed nowhere if there is no God, then finding the means and source of knowledge will remain a nasty problem. Now to criticism, now criticism will arise basically that the bills comes from the deviation of the best practices in business and management, yeah, which is to say that the best practices in management are what is proven conversely or implied, what the bills do is unproven, uh, risky. <clears throat> I wanted to interrupt because this is interesting, but from a certain perspective, I'm, you know, why so sensitive? You know, I, it, 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 there's a, a, almost a categorical straw man in, the, in this word expert, which given our current situation is a, about as empty a word as entrepreneur is. Because it can sound anti-knowledge, which I know it's not intended that way but it can sound that way. Um, and, you know, Bill and his type, 
that criticism matters only if it matters, only if it. I mean, who cares? He was he was a successful guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, well, it's, it's a good question. I think the I think the pejorative word we use now is we call someone a credentialist. But uh, I'd I, accept that more than. Uh, that will be emptied of meaning too. Uh, it's it's just uh, obviously uh, whatever uh, uh, um, academic uh, plaudits don't predict uh, uh, effective knowledge in this or that topic. But um, yeah, as to that, but what was the other question you had? You're gonna uh, jog jog my memory. Or oh, what does it matter? What was well, I mean, there's a there's a lot of. You want me to have answered this, or do you want to answer it? I'm gonna talk a little bit because uh, uh, we're having a conversation. Well, yeah, it's Always. a conversation. I'm uh, bad at it too. Uh, no, I, it, 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 and I think senior touched on, uh, on it. It matters because. Uh, uh, Entrepreneurs come up against uh, people with credentials that are hard won in their own way, uh, in terms of obtaining finance or in terms of as the business grows, there's an inevitability that that they're going to hire uh, managers of often greater uh, uh, educational credential than they themselves have. Um, they deal with accountants and whatever other professionals, and. Uh, at least uh, we've both, uh, uh, Senior and I have both seen an experience, a tendency for the entrepreneur over the weight of time to get a little bit uh, even overawed by people who seem to have had you know, greater educational accomplishment themselves. But the reality is that that educational accomplishment really is not at all germane to kind of what makes, makes the business, what got the business to succeed and on what basis ongoing success rests. Well, some of the big names in management theory um, have said that, that managers and experts as well should be servants to the CEO or servants to the head, and they tend to want to be above that. I don't know that the bills object to expertise per se, but it is does tend in their case to be highly critical of what they're doing because what they're doing is generally without precedent therefore is unproven, as it's seen, and is therefore considered risky. The fact of the matter is that while they generally do not have college degrees, they do know how to read, write, and do arithmetic. And I find that instructive because about a dozen years ago, there was a survey done of major corporation CEOs asking what they wanted to see in new college degree programs. And their answer was they didn't want to see any new college degree programs. What they wanted to see is people who could read and write and do arithmetic. That's something the bills that we've seen, that I've seen, knew how to do. Uh, So now, the criticism, though, arises basically on the bills because it comes from their deviation of best business practices and management which is, in a sense, a threat to the big guys. But it's the people that it bothers are much broader than that. Some hold the view that if these, the bills have this advantage, it's unfair of them to take advantage of it. Just an interesting view. Uh, specifically, well, I, I just wanna, yes? I see a lot of pages still there. And no, I'm just about done. I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I guess I'm a bit mystified by the topic, be, uh, um, finding this category of person uh, 
the 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 categorical uh, oppositional thing that gets set up because I don't understand. Well, I think I said it before. If there was a more literary framework for understanding a person's character, they wouldn't be. And we're we're spending a lot of what would be called sort of philosophical ink on on something that's only a problem if you don't contextualize properly. I mean, a guy like Bill, it's easy to see what he, he did from a narrative standpoint. He needed work, he had interests, he had uh, uh, proclivities, I guess that's interests. Um, <clears throat> He accumulated some knowledge. That knowledge it was itself an accumulation of generations of knowledge, which I don't remember what it's called, but it's kind of like farmers. They, they know more by the time they're 15 because they, they have generations behind, generations of accumulated sort of natural wisdom. It's almost like well, a natural, natural trade guild in a sense. Yeah. Without the regs, it just happens via family. And why? And I and I, I, the only argument I have is not a statistical argument. It's it's a matter of story. It's a matter of having been there over you know forty fifty years and seeing what happens to them. Part of uh, why it gets to be so extreme is reflection on their personality. There's one analysis of the uh, a man named Zelnick from Harvard that I thought was worth hearing anyway, in that these people with this particular ability have, have a difficulty dealing with others that goes back to their childhood in which they developed an inferiority complex. And that sense of being criticized provokes that reaction. So a lot of these guys, as we've seen, as I've seen, get to be pretty mean and ornery after they've been around long enough, because the fact of success some of them start that way. But uh, some of them start yes. Well, I mean, but, but the fact of their success doesn't reduce the criticism of them, and seems to actually increase it. That's uh, that helps me ask what I'm asking or comment, say what I'm saying. Uh, the why of this, why GNP weighs less than it did and there's more people and all that stuff, it's, it's never sufficiently answered because it gets to a point where you can theorize all day about it, where, but, but where you can contextualize somebody is, you said it, you said story. And I've sat in on a few, it's been years and years, but few business planning things and the, the thing that I see is a, a sense of place or a sense of character for the person going through it because there's always going to be criticism and there's always going to be someone who's got a credential or not a credential I mean maybe the only paper credential they have is money and I, you know we, we, we see that too and, I, and having known Bill the thing that struck me is the thing that the learning he needed was read some books, read some fiction, because there's, it's the oldest, most celebrated type in, 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 uh, in literature, the unprecedented, the unexplained, the underdog. Well, you know, a word, a word on, the, on theory, I, I mean, 
uh, certainly for us, theory is a rear guard. It's kind of uh, an attempt to explain what what uh, worked that we didn't understand why it should have ever worked. Uh, with an eye toward, all right, well, how do we understand it in the future? How do we how do we continue to protect the success, extend the success? And there's a tendency, um, and now that's working for entrepreneurs and 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 for, for those of uh, 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 let's say an academic background, there's a tendency to uh, uh, explore theories and then uh, always be befuddled by why uh, reality didn't uh, conform to them. So for, for us, theory is, is trying to understand what's happened. And, and in terms of narrative framework, a senior put me onto the book years ago. And it's quite, I mean, it's quite widely read for obvious reasons, but the uh, long bio on, on uh, Steve Jobs, I forget the author, yeah. Sort of describes uh, well, an ext- a rather nasty and extremely cantankerous, but also very brilliant man who who who, who uh, created something that had not been conceived, um, and the impact over his career of of uh, the, the way that uh, uh, the the professional class uh, tended to uh, um, shortchange the idea and almost uh, almost uh, bankrupt the firm repeatedly. Well, I, I can finish this session by quickly touching on some differences, specific differences that um, that seem to trigger this. One, as a business approach or an approach to things, they tend, they're spenders. They will spend now where the standard business model suggests cutting spending. And they see a certain advantage or something important to what they're trying to achieve by actually spending. That really grates people. Now, the business plans adjust for that, take that into account. The second is something that they do, which I find a more a function of character, but I've seen it play out, Tom has seen it play out. They pay their bills on time. They have an, an agreement with their vendors to pay within whatever the agreement is, 30 days, and they pay those bills on time. They do not look at the vendors as one accountant told us, one consultant told us, well, you know, you borrow from your your vendors and it's a source of capital. That's utter nonsense. Um, But these guys don't borrow from that. Uh, Third, uh, before they will raise prices, they will change the process by which they do something. The standard approach is, okay, then if you can change the process, raise the price anyway, that's not how these guys think. They change the process. Part of that arises, as near as I can tell from the stories we've been involved in, in saying, I told my customer thus and so, and I'm going to stay with what I told them. Um, these create problems, and we did a pricing engagement uh, for one industry, one particular client, uh, and it, it worked extraordinarily well. We could identify where their prices were in an industry in which there was no price discovery and then fit them in and so on. The result was that the chief management people of that company were so angry with us they could kill us because what they did didn't disclose what was going on and they couldn't get the owner to increase prices even though they were convinced by their methodology that they should increase. We came and took a different tact on the argument that the bills know stuff that I don't have to understand. They just have to know the stuff and deliver it in a a practical, efficient way. 
That's sort of where I would leave this argument. It's a big issue. It, I pick it up later because it, it comes in, in something of their personality. Uh, as Tom alluded to, they're often, they often get to be mean. I don't know why that's necessarily so, but you get beat out long enough and it has an effect on you even if it shouldn't. I mean, the fact of your success may make you more unpopular. Not very many people and accept the idea that they, over a long period of time, that they don't fit in. So that's, that's finding the bills. That's how we found them. They told us. We didn't say, well, you ought to do this because this is what's going on in your industry, because we didn't usually know, and if we did, we were stoned. But they said, no, that's not how it's done. Our, our response was, all right, tell us what to put down. Results, I was thinking about this this morning, how much better did they do if it's a matter of money? Almost twice return on assets, if not three times. And well, I think of the, <clears throat> what, I don't know the, I don't know the source. I first read the saying and, or the expression in the Peanuts cartoons, and that's where I got a lot of what I know. As it happens, um, Linus says it's better to light a candle than curse the darkness. Huh. And it seems that the function of what you're talking about, there's a lot of theory, and it, it it can sound anti-academic while being kind of an academic argument. I'm speaking from an outside listening in. It's it's philosophically objecting to philosophy if you're not hip to the actual thing that's going on. It's just that lighting the well, candle. Well, I, I want to may have the second to the last word, if not the last word. Well, we'll see, because I go home with the computer and I can say whatever I want. Well, there is that. <laughs> uh, look, I mean, in general, what they have is delivered through uh, the apprenticeship, but what they have is a gift. And it says in Scripture in a number of places that God gives gifts. And he did that in order to provide for his creation. In the language of the Old Testament, it often speaks about having rain in the right season and sunshine and warmth and so on. Um, but it also says that he gave those gifts not only to those who are righteous, but to those who are unrighteous, if you will, for the sake of his creation. Now that may, might make people even more uncomfortable, but the fact of the matter is, I was stunned to read, to go from two billion to seven billion in a hundred years, and there was actually no shortage of food, shelter, and clothing, except that caused by war. In fact, the land under um, Till has uh, been uh, decreasing. Uh, they've been theorizing about this phenomenon of, of Peak farmland. I knew I wouldn't get the last word. For some, that's just <laughs> as to the point. For some years, and what we see across the globe is actually a slow, and not so slow in this country, trend toward reforestation. Yeah, but see, I, I'll get the last one on this. I mean, he met some of these people. I don't really see it as better that we got more of them around. <laughs> <laughs> You mean of the seven billion? Yeah, I mean, go on. I'd rather have two billion jerks than seven. Well, that's a different. Jerks. That's a different. 
that's a different what story. What was from radio days? The, the line, uh, it would be such a beautiful world if it weren't for certain people. Yeah. Um, well, I uh, think that, that in the interest of summing up, which is, if I'm here for anything, it's, it's to kind of put a, what do you call it, parenthesis around this till next time, is the process that I've seen kind of from the outside that goes on with what Walker Insight does is, is light the candle. This stuff can sound awfully negative because it's political in nature, and I don't mean taking a party stance or anything, but it's, it's, an, it's an objection to the way things are, and there's a lot of categorization and characterization of who's what. But the process itself... Yeah, I'll speak, speak, if, assuming I'm talking to somebody who is uh, independent entrepreneur, for lack of better words, is to light a candle on your ideas instead of railing against uncertainty and the darkness that you might be facing. Is that fair to say? That's very fair to say, and I won't re-say it even though I'd like to. So we would stand. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I, I do think, and I, that, that this is simply from He's our, our, last word, yeah. our experience. That twenty years of apprenticeship seems to be fairly critical. There's a base in which the knowledge has to be, the gift has to be, if you will, developed. Now, when does that start? Um, in farming, I suppose, you start to understand stuff when you're ten years old, and so by the time you're thirty, you've got twenty years in. I don't know. Um, in our highly specialized occupations, it seems a bit different. But if you've got enough years in it, then you've got something you can draw on and you can assume. Our first business plan that drew upon and where we discovered the bill for me was about 1980, which was 15 years after I started this firm. And, uh, no, excuse me, 11 years after I started this year at the firm and 15 years before I started in this occupation. So some people learn faster than others and you're the faster <laughs> well, that, that, No, because of the point I would make is that I, I, I did not identify what I was seeing. I didn't, didn't I, I knew there was something there. I didn't know what it was in 1980. Well, I would contend you start apprenticing about four or five years old and it might take a long time to come around to what you're supposed to be doing but you're picking up all kinds of experiences and observations and they go to what you do and it's probably then in that case it's probably more like 30, 25 or 30 years of apprenticeship well now you've, you've, you've effectively destroyed any meaning to the word apprenticeship but if you want the last word, no, I have destroyed no meanings at all. You did, you did. <laughs> being <laughs> alive doesn't mean that's being. You know, we're talking about industry-specific knowledge that allows people to solve problems. Well, so now I'm going to argue because I don't think that it's just industry-specific. It's a frame of mind. Well, it is. It, it, it is that, but it's not that alone. I didn't say it was that alone. Well, you implied that. <laughs> you inferred that. <laughs> well, that's. I was. My inference was correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, we're going to keep fighting next time. Yes. So thanks for checking us out. Uh, do we have to talk about this? That was the right opening. Do we really have to talk about this? Yeah. And we apparently can't stop. So. <laughs> and, uh, we'll be back, and the website is... WalkerInsight.com, and it is nearly done. That's... This, I did not well, apprentice... Well, it'll be done by the time people hear this, because this isn't being published well, just yet. Well, my fingers are crossed on that, but yes, I intend... That's that February 23rd. If you're actually listening to it, it's probably February 30th. So, <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. All right, next time. Thank you.